Good morning and welcome fellow sovereigns and um, this is probably the hardest talk that I've decided to do. <laughs> it's my choice <laughs> and I'll explain why in a moment. So I'll start with a, a post from this morning from my a friend, a Kiwi friend Sue who's now in distant Wisconsin. So she put a post up about a word I'd never heard of which is pronoia. So we know what paranoia is, which is the belief that everything is conspiring against us, the whole world. So pronoia apparently means the belief that everything is conspiring for us. So that's the easy bit. And the more general we get, the easier it is to be in peace. And so the more specific we get, the harder it is to hold that peace in, sorry, in general. So I'd like to bring some peace to a current situation, or bring some hope. But what am I bringing hope to? And that's the difficult part. How much do I disclose? <clears throat> so I'm just going to start, because I'm going to have to get specific. So we had another storm in the Hawke's Bay yesterday and I it's probably going on right now I don't know and I'm not going to grace it with personifying it with a, a human's name I'm just going to call it destruction I don't know maybe the one they sent down to Auckland to the let's say the poorer part of Auckland West Auckland let's say that's destruction number 50 and then they sent another one through it touched on Northland and then went, missed the Bay of Plenty, went up in the air kind of, around the East Cape and then hooked back into Gisborne and then down to the Hawke's Bay. Massive destruction. So let's call that destruction 51. And then they created an, an earthquake off near Wellington. Let's call that destruction 52. And so yesterday's was destruction 53. Let's call it that. I'm not going to pretend it's anything else. And so, where do you start? So, last night the uh, civil defence people were um, were in the Wellington Airport and it, in the Auckland Airport, and it reminded me that they have plenty of money for their pretty black and red uniforms. They have plenty of money for flying around the country business class. They have plenty of money for their uh, expensive hotels. And then I'm told they come out of their hotels, this is in the Hawke's Bay, they come out of their plush hotels, stand on the edge of the destruction zone and say, oh, it's too, too dangerous, we can't go in there. And they stop people and resources going in there. Meanwhile, the people in there are having to deal with it. So there's builders and uh, transport operators and farmers and people with machinery are getting in, in there with their own machinery. And people without machinery are getting in there with their spades and brooms and everything else and having to deal with it themselves. And then I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago and they have a, a relation who's a medic for the Air Force and during the the Hawke's Bay thing, one helicopter flight 
because they were going in and, and rescuing people, this person saw nine bodies in one helicopter flight from one helicopter. So it's obvious the police and the media are not telling the true story about the number of deaths. It's quite obvious that the authorities are not actually in there helping as they could be. And the same thing happened at Lismore where the SES, which is the equivalent of New Zealand's civil defence, actively stopped things happening. And the same happened with the fires in Australia. So there seems to be a pattern of the authorities actually... I mean, some authorities are helping. But they're generally not helping as much as they could. And so one wonders what's happening and it seems to be becoming a more universal thing, a non-activity shall we say. And right at the start, almost before we knew the amount of destruction, there was the New Zealand Prime Minister saying, almost with glee, that we're going to have to compulsorily acquire land from these people in the Hawke's Bay. Now the Hawke's Bay for, for non-New Zealanders is what's generally referred to as the fruit bowl of New Zealand because it's incredibly fertile and every orchard fruit and orchard plant if you like uh, is grown there. Masses of hundreds of acres of grapes, probably thousands of acres. It's wonderful land for raising beef and, and mutton, sheep, uh, and it's a very fertile, it's kind of probably one of the biggest, most fertile areas of New Zealand, which begs the question, why did they send the destruction? Anyway, so the government's quite keen on buying this land compulsorily from people. How willing are they to give up? So... It's been really strange, and uh, there was a guy talking about the fact that yesterday, so yesterday they'd had 16, one, six, 16 days of no water. Now it's day 17. So they're having to rely on the water that they filled their bathtub up with before the uh, destruction turned up. So there were thousands of people knowing it was coming. And what can you do? So that's just a tidbit of some of the specifics. And I find that really hard to... I don't know. <laughs> I, and, and if I'd been living in the 1500s, my wife could have been taken by Henry VIII or any of his henchmen as a wife, forcibly removed, taken away, and I might see her two years later, I might never see her. Um, if I'd been living a hundred years later, my 15-year-old son could have been stolen off the streets of London and shanghaied onto a, a ship. So whatever era, whatever period we're living in, humans are callous. Humans are dreadful to each other. So we're not living in any different era from that point of view. The world has always been insane and, the, and will always be insane. So, it would suggest that there's no point in trying to change the world, <clears throat> because it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm finding this really difficult, because, 
the insanity will always be there. It will be there tomorrow. It will be there next year. It will be there in the next century. The human condition, in many ways, is not a kind one. If we buy into the paranoia mentality, if we believe that everything is out there conspiring against us, And we also have a choice to buy into the, what was the other one that Sue put up? Pro-noia. That we believe that everything is conspiring for us. Now it's very difficult for people in the Hawke's Bay particularly at the moment, and people in West Auckland particularly some weeks ago, and other places, Turkey and Syria and all of that, where they have set off earthquakes. And I feel really sad for the people. And sadness is my overlying emotion at the moment. But I know that sadness is not a good place to take action from. Anger, depression, um, that sense of missing out, feeling lost. None of those negative emotions are helpful in terms of taking action, whether it's mental action, verbal action, physical action. And I know that I need to return to peace, to gratitude. And my gratitude is not for anything in particular. My gratitude is simply gratitude. And when I choose, I can switch from, if you like, from paranoia to pronoia, from sadness to peace to acceptance, to <clears throat> gratitude. And from a place of gratitude, from a place of peace, from a place of acceptance, I can do something about whatever's going on. And of course, you know, buying groceries and there's, there's agencies and, and trucking firms who are sending groceries across the country to the Hawke's Bay. So I can do that, I'm doing that. And I can send money not through government agencies, I'm sorry, <laughs> but there are agencies we can send money to directly, so it's going to help the people. So there are things that I can do from this moment when I stand in peace. And when I open to the goodness of the universe, I will find resources and I will find agencies that can get those resources to where they're needed. Whereas if I'm closed up, whether I'm cons if I'm constricted in pr paranoia, somehow the universe doesn't bring me the information I need. So I know that when I open and step into peace and choose peace, it's a choice. And sometimes, <laughs> right now, when I get specific about what's going on, it's very difficult to step into peace. And when I step back into generalities, i.e. the world is insane, it is, has always been insane and it will always be insane, it is a little easier to step into peace. And when I'm in that place of peace, when I'm in that space of God, perhaps, the resources and the information to make a difference will turn up. I know this. I've always known this. And so that is my choice today, like this overwhelming sadness for what's going on, for what we do to each other.
They're not acts of God, they're not acts of nature, these destructions. Destruction 53, which is today's and yesterday's. We do this to ourselves. And I know that my sadness about what people do to each other in general, I have done that to individuals myself, as an individual. I have been unkind to people. I have been less than compassionate. And so that is my mission today, to step into that, those experiences that I have committed, experienced, and made other people unnecessarily sad. And when I can step into those and be my own counsellor, and send love and healing and gratitude and apologies to those I've harmed, I don't know, somehow <clears throat> the sadness of the humans dissipates and I can step into a little more peace. So it's very disjointed today, I'm sorry, and I've done <laughs> taken about six times to get to do this, and you know, I've ended up coming down here to the um, piece of the water, and um, it's <laughs> quite easy to be in peace when we've got a scene like this it looks darker than it is probably it's quite light but my camera does the whole automatic focus thing and so I wish you peace and the recognition that whatever's going on whatever negative feelings are going on we can all change them to peace to gratitude to acceptance and from that God space of acceptance and peace May your actions be way more powerful than they would otherwise be. And I bless you and all who sail in her.